how to operate with certainty, clarity, and confidence. Which leads me to this first point here. We need to calibrate and configure your autopilot sequence. Now, if you think of an autopilot, people just presume you press a button and that's it, it's done. Everything's done for you. Which at surface level, yes, it is. But what you've got to remember with the autopilot is you have to calibrate that sequence first. You have to spend time configuring exactly what the steps are, what the process is, what the roadmap is, how are you going to get to this destination. This is going to help you avoid distraction. It's going to help you gain confidence because you are giving yourself a contract every single week, every single month, every single year to follow the steps and follow the process. And it's going to keep your purpose at the forefront of your mind. When you've got this mission of becoming the best version of yourself in muscle, mind and life, it's easy to let other distractions get in the way. It is. Okay, so it's my responsibility at Built to Perform to ensure that you have got that purpose climbing up to the top of your agenda. Because that is going to be your happiness and your success. Which brings me on to this. If you want to go fast in this process, you need to go alone. Versus if you want to go far, we go together. Yes, you've got your own mission. But you're up amongst a collective of other men who are in the same boat got their own different stories and their own different hardships they've had to overcome and your story individually is the most powerfulest thing that's going to make you go far inside this collective community and here's one point that i just want to bring up now and it helps put into context what i'm getting at when you've got this mission of becoming the best version of yourself and becoming happy and becoming successful what you need to remember is that the extra mile is a lonely place for you to go to the extra mile it's a lonely place you're on the own doing your actions necessary in order to gain that success and that happiness but you need to take a level of pride with that because you're leveling up you're becoming a leader you're becoming a role model yes you're in this for your own reasons but inside of your own community i.e your family your friends your colleagues, your collectives, which is going to have a massive impact as you move forwards. The problem, okay, we're going to jump straight in. There's three which come to mind. The first thing is other people and others. What you are doing is going to be intimidating to other people. You're going to get talked upon. People aren't going to like that you're trying to become better. Your circle may feel threatened. And if they don't and they feel happy for you, you've got some right good people around you. But if there's colleagues and there's family members asking you questions, well, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Why are you trying to... What you've got to really protect yourself on is your environment. And in that environment is those other people. Because a lot of the time, not every time, but a lot of the time, people just try to fit in. And when you try to fit in, you become a part of what everybody else is trying to do. Whereas the reality is, if you're trying to better yourself, you may need to step up into a stronger community full of like-minded people. Number two, distractions. You have to become accountable to yourself on this transition, on this journey. Yes, I am your coach. Yes, you're in the Built to Perform community full of like-minded individuals. But 
The reality is you have to have a level of accountability to yourself as well. You've got the tools, you've got the resources. It's just a matter of taking the action. Okay. Distractions can be in any form. How many times, and this is one thing that I do say to a lot of you, is how many times do you wake up in the morning and the first thing you put your head into is your emails, your messages, social media. Before you've even started the day, you've put yourself into a negative environment. You've put yourself into what other people are doing or what you need to do today. What we need to get a hand on is you being able to control the controllables. And the first way you do that is get crystal clear on what you need to do for the day. You ground your anchors first before being exposed to other things. Because if you do that, it's like a defense mechanism every single morning. Right, I know with intent what I need to do today, what the plan is. Am I pushing hard today or is it a pullback day? Do I need to get bump, bump, bump this done? And then you can prioritize your tasks before getting overwhelmed by something else. I know some of you in this group have actually been to the gym first thing in the morning, but because you've put your head in your emails, you're like, shit, I can't, I can't do this session. I haven't got enough time. I haven't blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, your non-negotiables start to fade away. And then it's just a matter of you trying to do more and get distracted by more is better when it isn't. And we need to reverse engineer that thought process and start to think more about the long game. You're in this for the long game. Now, controlling the controllables is your habits, your attitude, your behavior, and your routines. As long as you can control them, that is the first step of this autopilot sequence, which we're going to start to build. The third problem is your inner voice. What you've got to remember is that as humans, we are hardwired to seek out threat. Your brain is hardwired for safety. How many times when you've finished work at the end of the day and there's no food in the fridge, you've just got to walk down to the shop and you, you start walking down the road and then there's two guys coming towards you with their hoods up. You automatically presume you're going to get your head kicked in. <laughs> you just are because your brain is configured. It's like, right, who are these guys? What are they going to do? How am I going to protect myself? Da, 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 da. When the reality is they just walk past you and they're just two guys who are pretty cold. They've got the hoods up. Your brain is always, always on that fight or flight all the time. Okay, that's just one thing that we've brought with us through the millions of years of being a human. So that means that that voice in your head, and it, at this point, I'll probably remind you to read a book called The Chimp Paradox. It's about this inner voice in your head that's telling you one thing. And like the picture on the screen, it's like the devil and the angel. One's telling you to do one thing, the other's telling you to do the other. Nine times out of 10, if our brain is hardwired for safety, it's gonna tell you things to stay comfortable. Don't do this run tonight, put it off, do it tomorrow. Don't plan your food, ah, oh, do it tomorrow. Just eat this instead, don't worry about it, we can fix it tomorrow. How many times has tomorrow came? Not a lot, because you're constantly saying, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. Okay, so the solution, yes, we're gonna operate with certainty, with clarity and confidence, but for me, we need it consistently. That is the fourth powerful C within that. And I'm gonna share you with these three things in which you can do that, which is number one, schedule your week. How many times have you woke up in the morning and gone, oh, I wish I had the willpower to go to the gym tonight. 
I'm just tired. I just can't do this. I've got this meeting with my boss. I've got this meeting with colleagues. Oh, I hope, I really hope by the end of the day, I've just got that willpower to go to the gym. And you know what? Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do actually lean in and you go, you know what? I'm going to do it. Fine. Perfect. But if you're constantly operating from that feeling, it will just, you'll be emotional volatile. You'll be up and down all the time. Versus if you operate from a schedule, and I don't mean your diary, your diary is your outlook calendar. I don't mean your calendar, I mean a schedule. You're scheduling in your time with your friends, with your family, your training, your education, your learning, your habits. Like if you, if you physically start to write this down in a schedule, in a weekly scheduler, and it's coded, and it's got colors, and it's all of this sort of stuff, all of a sudden you're creating a tangible contract to yourself every seven days. Which means that when it does come to positions where you need to make a decision, you are operating from a level of strength. How many times when you've got to a weekend, your mates or your family's gone, oh, I fancy a few beers tonight, and you've gone, yeah, go on then. You're operating sporadically with sort of no thought process. Versus at the start of the week, if you planned your following week upcoming, right, if they're going to ask me to go out, yes, I can enjoy it guilt-free, but I need to make sure I do these non-negotiables. Bum, 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 bum. And if you don't do those non-negotiables in the week because you're operating from feeling and it isn't wrote down and you're not operating from strength, therefore not creating action, guess what? You'll come to the weekend and you'll just go out and do whatever. And that vicious cycle will just continue all the time. Whereas if you have a schedule for your week, every single week, it's that contract, it's that accountability, it's that promise to yourself. That's why you've got the check-ins on a Saturday. Saturday morning, 9am, you check in. If you complete that check-in, you are, again, reflecting. It's just allowing time to delve into your week. What went well? What didn't? How could I improve? Like, it's a constant, constant noise all the time around you becoming that best version of yourself. Which leads me nicely onto this one, the accountability. Yes, you're accountable to me. You're accountable to the other lads in the community, 100%. But there needs to be a level of self-reflection. Accountability and self-reflection go extremely powerfully well together. And there's three power questions which I want you to ask yourself every single evening. This is your new non-negotiable. And my challenge to you at the end of this is to do these three things. So, just on a simple notepad, piece of paper, I'd highly recommend it investing into a journal. They're three quid on Amazon. What went well for me today? What didn't go well for me today? How can I improve tomorrow? All of a sudden, you're starting to create this configuration every day, this calibration every day, this small little movements going on. And like the plane taking off, it has these small little movements that happen. You hit turbulence. Well, that turbulence is what didn't go well. So tomorrow, how can you improve? The autopilot sequence will just do it. It will just correct itself. It will navigate course. Whereas we have to manually put in the sets and the reps on the evening time and have a look at it and say, right, how can I improve tomorrow? How am I gonna do this? You're challenging yourself all the time. And again, if you operate from feeling and it's 9.30, you've just had your dinner, you wanna to go to bed, watch some TV. If you're operating from feeling, you will not feel like doing this task. I don't. Some days I just don't feel like doing it. But on those days that I don't do it, 
I go to bed that little bit more anxious because I'm not crystal clear on what I'm doing tomorrow. Versus if I just do this simple task, which takes five minutes, I go to bed with clarity, confidence, and certainty. And that will allow me to wake up in a more positive, proactive mood. Which leads me on to the third, final solution. Take action. Knowing how to do these things is not enough. Knowing how to do the sets, how to do the reps, how to plan your week, how to do whatever. Knowing how to do it is not enough. A lot of people wait for a level of motivation to come around. They wait to feel motivated to do something. Then they've got that level of motivation and then they take action. That's what people think that the process is. When actually, when you reverse engineer that thought process, it's actually you taking action first, which then will give you the motivation, therefore more action, and then it will snowball and grow and compound from there. How many times have you stood in your kitchen, looked out the window, and it's dark, it's grey, it's dull, it's raining, it's windy, it's wet, and you need to go out for a run, for example. And you look out and you think, oh, I don't fancy it. You turn around and have a look at the sofa and you think, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll sit down, be comfortable, watch my TV, da da da, da all that sort of stuff. Now, certain days there's time for that, 100%. But if you know that you need to do these things, knowing to do it is not enough. You need to take the action. But remember, that action doesn't have to be overwhelming. And when you're in that thought process of actually trying to start the action, What's going to go through your head when you're looking out that window before you start your run? Tom, don't do it. Tom, it's cold. It's wet. That's that inner voice. You need to catch that straight away. And the first massive and only way that you'll overcome that voice, that noise, is to put your watch on. Put your headphones in. Get your phone for your music. Put your training on. Put your running kit on. Like, they're five action steps which will then will snowball. All of a sudden you go to the front door, open the door, there's a gust of wind in your face, it's cold. It's just a reminder. Your brain will go, oh, Tom, told you it's cold. If you took action, stood outside, turned around, closed the front door, you're outside. And just start one, two, one, two, running. One to two minutes is gonna be uncomfortable. But guess what? That's seven to eight action steps you've just took. Then the motivation kicks in. You're three minutes in, the tunes are on, you turn it up just a little bit more, the music's pounding in your ears, you're getting faster, you look at your time, you're getting faster, you're in the flow, you're in the rhythm, the endorphins are flowing, you run your circuit, you get back home, how do you feel? <laughs> you feel amazing because you're motivated, but you got to that state and you got to that level by taking action first. One thing that I want to leave you with, okay? are these three power questions. I'm gonna challenge you that since watching this, I want you to do this this evening. Ask yourself, what went well today? What didn't go well today? How can I improve tomorrow? Physically write it down on a piece of paper. And then do it the next night. Do it the next night. Do it the next night. If you're constantly looking and reflecting all the time, it just adds data to the schedule. The schedule's got more data, you're creating more of that contract to yourself, which is calibrating. 
and therefore that autopilot is on that sequence. The autopilot knows what to do. Then it's just over to you to do the action, which becomes easier because you're in a position of strength. If you're operating from a level of strength, you, you're in much more of a confident position to take action on what you need to do. If you operate from a level of feeling and emotion on the days that you don't feel like it, you're not going to do it. And that's going to keep you stuck. Okay? So, one thing I want you to do. These three power questions. Also, send me a message. Send me a message just to confirm that one, going to do it, but also your biggest takeaway. And maybe something that you need a little bit more assistance on or guidance on. Let me know. Well done and thank you for watching this training. Hopefully it's been useful. Hopefully it's been helpful. Get those power questions done. And I'll see you guys in the next training session.